You're listening to The Message from the Hillsborough United Methodist Church, our weekly sermon broadcast available for working around the home, your commute, or wherever God calls you to listen. I long to live in a country that is more just and equitable and kind than this one. I long to live in a country where racism is not so deeply ingrained in our national identity. I long to live in a country where people do not need to be afraid to go to work because of their nationality or their ethnicity or the language they speak. I long to live in a community where people's health and well-being is not determined by the color of their skin, where people are treated fairly and equally and everyone is safe, whatever language they may speak or whatever their immigration status may be. I long to live in a community where people have shelter, and food, where no one has to worry about whether they'll have enough for their children the next day. I wish I was part of a congregation that perfectly reflected the beautiful diversity of its community, where languages were spoken of all of the world's peoples, where everyone was welcome and celebrated as a gift of God. Where no matter what your sexual orientation or your gender identity may be, you knew that you were fully and completely welcomed. And there wouldn't be a single moment where you had to wonder whether you were truly, completely welcomed. I wish I were the kind of person who loved completely and freely without counting the cost, who was generous and kind, who rejoices with those who rejoice, who weeps with those who weep. I wish I were the kind of person that embodied the very best of what it means to be a follower in the way of Jesus. And I know that you want these things too. You want a country that is more fair and just and safe, that lives up to the ideals that it professes. I know you want to live in a community that is a beautiful network of God's people caring for one another. I know that you want to be a part of a congregation that reflects who we are as the kingdom of God. I know you want to be faithful followers in the way of Jesus. So if we want these things, why don't they happen? 
when I was a kid, seven or eight. I would go for the summer, sometimes for a week or two, to go visit my grandparents in a little bitty town in the hard scrabble desert of West Texas. McKamey didn't have a lot to offer, no movie theaters, no uh, much of anything, <laughs> but two grandparents' houses, and between the two houses, there was a school playground, and my grandparents, my grandmother especially, on my dad's side, Grandma Andrew would often take me to go play at the playground. And they had one of those big giant metal merry-go-rounds that is a little bit terrifying at full speed. And they had swings and they had teeter-totters where there were wasp nests underneath at least two of the seats I discovered. There were all kinds of fun things to do and there were monkey bars. Big, tall monkey bars that were sort of, you know, you had to work your way hand over hand from one to the next and at seven, it seemed impossibly far from one end to the other, and the gap between one bar and the next was just about as far as I could stretch. And I remember one day we were there at the park, and my grandmother challenged me to make it all the way across. So I said, oh, of course I can, because she promised me like a big gulp, I think, if I could do it. Uh, grandmothers are not above bribery. I climbed up the, the steps to the monkey bar and it was high enough that it felt like a long drop if I were to fall. It was probably only 18 inches, but it felt impossibly high. And I leaned out with two hands and grabbed hold of that first bar and swung my feet out. Now I was dangling out in the open space. And I could see the next bar. And I wanted to go to the next bar. But to get there, I had to let go of this one. And that seemed impossible. Eventually, I did let go and make it to the next bar. It was several more attempts before I finally made it to the other end of the monkey bars. And I earned some really nice blood blisters on my hands, and I got my Coke. Sometimes the things that make us feel safe and secure, the things that we cling to so tightly, are the very things that keep us stuck where we are. Sometimes the things that we cling to so tightly that we think make us safe and secure are exactly what hold on to us and keep us from becoming who we are called to be. This is one of those strange passages in the Gospel of John where you wonder if Jesus is actually paying attention to the people that he's talking to. Or what they're saying, because there are some Greeks who come and say, we would like to see Jesus. And word sort of gets through a couple of disciples, and they say, there are some guys who want to see it. And Jesus says, the time has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. Like, what? It's a complete non sequitur. And then Jesus says this strange stuff about seeds that fall to the ground to bear fruit and letting go of our life, because if we save our life, we're going to lose it. And if we lose our life, we're going to save it. And if you read this just at a surface level, 
It sure sounds like Jesus is being a bit nihilistic here, that our life is meaningless, and we need to be sort of willing to let go of life. If you don't hate your life in this world, is the way Jesus phrases it. And if that doesn't give you pause, I think maybe you're not taking it seriously. I wish that there had been some kind of textual way 2,000 years ago to indicate sarcasm or satire. Because I think that's part of what Jesus is getting at here. In a subtle way, Jesus is saying, if you don't hate your life in this world, you're never going to find the real thing. Because the things that we think of as life often are the very things that hold us back from becoming who we are called to be. It's hard to let go of the things that we think keep us safe and secure, but that actually hold on to us and drag us down. Jesus is not telling us that our lives are meaningless. Just the opposite. What Jesus is saying in this moment is our lives are meaningful. And because who we are as God's people is important and meaningful and valuable, we have to let go of the stuff that we have mistakenly grabbed onto so that we can receive with open hands what it is that God has for us. We have to let go of those things that we think keep us safe and secure so that we can grab hold of the thing that we yearn for. I would love to be a more faithful disciple of Jesus. But there are some things I have to let go of first. A sense of entitlement and privilege. A sense of Comfort and ease. I would love to be a part of a church that, that reflects such beautiful diversity of God's people that is truly open to every single person who will come in the doors and reaches out through those doors into the community. Now, we do a lot of that. And we are taking some steps to become the congregation that we are called to be. But we others, brothers and sisters, we will not get there. To the vision that God has planted in this community of faith. Until we're willing to let go of some things. I would love to be a part of a community where we care for one another, where no one goes hungry. But I'm going to have to be willing to let go of some stuff. To make that happen. I have to be more generous with what I have. And with my time and energy. I want to live in a country. Where people of color do not have to be afraid. Where women do not have to be afraid. Where our gay and lesbian and bisexual and transgender Siblings do not have to be afraid. Where our immigrant friends do not have to be afraid. But if we're going to be that kind of a nation, we have to let go of some things.
including the idea that power and privilege belong in some hands that look like mine, but not in other hands that are different than these. And it is hard to let go of the things that we think make us safe and secure. Because in those moments when we let go, we feel vulnerable and exposed. And that's not wrong. We are vulnerable and exposed when we let our defenses down, when we let go of the things that we have used to build our defenses. When we let go of those things, we are vulnerable and exposed and it will be hard and scary and it may be even painful. But until we can let those things go, we will be stuck, trapped, chained where we are by the very things that we think are what keeps us safe. Phew. I hope you didn't wake up this morning hoping that worship would be bright and, sh science, bright and sunny and shiny. Because following Jesus is hard and costly. We want to celebrate resurrection, but we don't want to talk about crucifixion very much. We want to talk about life after death, but Jesus points out that if you want to bear fruit in this world, you have to be willing to let go of everything you think is important to grab hold of the kingdom of God. And it's not easy. It's scary. And none of us get it right every time. It is a lifelong journey of letting go so that we can hold on to the things that truly matter. The story that Ellie read for us this morning is, I really should just let that be the sermon. <laughs> but then we'd have to pay Ellie more money than we do now. That idea that we get, our lives are so filled with so much stuff that we can't really find the important things until we get rid of some of that stuff. And it's not just the stuff. It's the identity and the power and the privilege and the comfort. Those are the things that sometimes hold on to us so tightly that we cannot become who we are called to be. But I hope you hear what Jesus says. The grain falls to the earth and then it bears fruit. If you reject this life, this life that you've built, what you find is a life that resonates in eternity. 
Jesus is not telling us that our lives don't matter. He's telling us that they matter so much that we cannot measure them by our bank accounts, by the size of our houses, by the accolades and honors and degrees that we tack on the wall, by the way that people honor us for the work that we've done. We cannot measure our lives in those things because they are too important to be measured that way. They matter so much that they can only be measured in the light of God's kingdom. I yearn for a day when we don't have to light more candles at the beginning of worship. I yearn for the day when we look out at this congregation on a Sunday morning and we see such an incredible diversity of God's community. And we see people laughing and smiling and talking not in just one or two languages, but three or four or five. I yearn for a day when we put out an announcement that we're going to share food with all who need it and nobody comes, not because they didn't hear, but because they don't have the need. I yearn for the day. And so do you. It's time for us to let go so that we can hold on to the things that matter and discover who God truly has made us to be. And that, my friends, is the good news this day. Thanks be to God. Amen. Thank you for listening to the message from Hillsborough United Methodist Church. Our senior pastor is Clay Andrew. Our pastor for Las Naciones Hispanic Ministries is Jorge Rodriguez. Our media ministers are Kevin Proctor, Janica Stewart, Perry Hume, Al Dietrich, Christy Proctor, and Dave Rose. Presently, our live stream of services are available at 10 a.m. on the Hillsborough United Methodist Church YouTube page. You can find out more, like us on Facebook, or subscribe to our YouTube at hillsboroughumc.org. Thank you.